Hello, my name is Belle, and uh, this is the Philosopher's Sales Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy our topic today. It's about integrating spiritual perspectives into your philosophies on marketing, sales, and uh, in your business. All right, let's just jump right into it. Um, I grew up with a strict father. I didn't see him very often because of uh, how much he worked. He had very narrow ideas about how to make money, and the business world was sort of his holy grail. Uh, a lot of the old school business principles were like his Bible, and underneath all of that was really a lot of soul-stifling concepts. You could see it and how it affected him. It seemed like all the money that he could make in the world never really made a difference in his attitudes or anybody else or how he impacted. And I really felt like it was due to the, w- the way that he approached these things in retrospect. But that kind of business was cold, unfeeling, and often very black and white. There is this heartlessness and this desperate pursuit of money behind, uh, behind it, and I'd always use this sort of savage terminology about very, very battle-stricken terminology about, you know, competition, crushing your competition, or dominating the market. It always seemed to be, yeah, very competitive. There wasn't a lot of room for dreamy ideas. There wasn't uh, any softness or tenderheartedness, emotional expression, or creativity. It seemed like for a person like me, who was all about those things, it just, uh, it wasn't a place for me. It was very strict and dead feeling, and completely unappealing. But uh, I grew up quite poor, and... I was the youngest out of five children in a single-income house, and so it was apparent to me really early on how important money was, and that it was a vital tool when you want to help yourself and others. Everybody needs it, and without it, you're going to be pretty sad and probably pretty hungry. So that's where the question of why why does business have to be so rigid? It's why, why was, does it have to be heartless, but at the same time so, hold so much potential and be so vital? Uh, later on, when I became interested in having my own business, when I first started working as an artist, I really fell in love with, the, uh, with coming up with ideas and learning about entrepreneurship. There is so much freedom, and it really appealed to me because I didn't, I didn't like the standard concept of you know, work in a 9-to-5 job. It just, I wasn't crazy about it. It was very confining. So coming, having your own business, you know, you get to explore this idea of finding out what you're good at and what you love and finding a way to make money through that and also enriching the lives of others. That's the best thing ever, right? And, uh, but when I started looking at business plans or thinking about the, the details, the fine details behind what it actually takes to become an entrepreneur or start a business, I was usually repelled and uh, gave up really quickly just because it wasn't, again, it, it wasn't appealing at all. Even though I knew it was really important, it just, it didn't feel like it was for me.
So I went to an arts high school and that was a really cool experience because I got to not only get to know a lot of other like student artists, but also there's a lot of teachers there. And some of them, um, they worked independently as artists too. For instance, my one of my favorite art teachers was a, a face painter at the zoo. And she did that during the summer when she wasn't working as a teacher. And there's other teachers who worked as photographers and another one who was in a band. And so that was really cool. It was cool to see that that's possible. You can be a creative and you can make money. But when I was getting ready to graduate high school, there was one teacher who was kind of like a floater substitute teacher who might have had another job at the school. But anyways, his name was Mr. Lightfoot. And he told us about how he went to the local university so he could teach a photography class to the college students there. And while he was there, he asked the students who were just about to finish up their fine arts degree who was going to pursue an arts-related occupation. Who, who's going to work? Who wants, who's going to actually work as an artist? And he had the most horrified expression on his face when he told us this story. He was just appalled, completely appalled, because not a single one of them raised their hands. Not a single one of the art majors who's graduating with an arts degree from that college was going to try to be, you know, an artist for work. And, you know, all those tens of thousands of dollars that they spend to learn this, this craft, they didn't know how to make any money with it. They, they, just, they just didn't, I guess they just didn't know how. And uh, he was absolutely appalled. And he, he said, he told the teachers there that they should have been requiring them to take a business class. And, and he said uh, the teachers thought that it, was, it should be up to the students and that if they wanted to learn business, then they should have enrolled into the business school. But essentially, without those skills, they didn't know how to sell themselves. They didn't, I mean, and even if they're finding a, looking for a job, you still have to sell, sell yourself to the person who's giving you a job. And especially if you're an artist, you know, maybe coming up with proposals. And, um, or, you know, starting your own business and learning how to make money doing what you love with those skills. And I, personally, I'm guessing that very few of those creative-minded, artsy people who are, you know, getting a fine arts uh, degree were thinking to themselves that they want to go to business school. I mean, for some people, that's the whole reason why they choose arts is because they want to get away from that world. They want to be colorful, they want to be creative, and they want to be free to express themselves in a unique way. And business, um, you know, it tends to be very rigid. There's not a lot of wiggle room. There's not a lot of color. It's very, um, you know, statistics or analytics and uh, that can be really difficult and disheartening especially for a creative person or an intuitive type of person so without that knowledge essentially these students lost their passion to the reality that they needed to make money and they had no idea how they could do that reliably with their art skills and unfortunately if you think about it a lot of them probably went on to get you know low-level entry-level jobs and maybe even regretted ever going to art school because of all the debt now that they have, that they, they, don't, they don't have anything to... That's a serious tragedy for someone who's passionate about being creative to actually regret 
learning about something you're passionate about because you feel like you may have wasted money trying to do it. So that was the beginning of probably me realizing that there's something very, very important about business, marketing, and sales. Especially even if you're an artist, you know, for somebody like me who I I was repulsed by a lot of the business world. I, I thought my the ideas are it was whew, it was it's very confining, you know, suffocating in some some ways. I didn't want to be like those people at all, you know, I didn't want to be like my dad and have to kinda sell your sell yourself, sell your soul in order to try to make money, I kind of always felt that I'd rather not make a lot of money, you know, but at the same time, you know, you, you need money. If you can't market yourself or market your ideas or sell your services, then you, you can't really make a successful business. That's That's just it. You need people to have a business you need other people to to want to either contribute or pay money for or support what you're doing and that's that's you know so that's just it that's selling yourself is kind of winning people over persuading people that it's worth it that investing their time or resources is is worth what you're providing and if you want to be an entrepreneur or make a creative business or sell sell your your skills then you really you, you have no other option but to learn this stuff unfortunately fortunately unfortunately but here's what i wanted to share with you today it really doesn't have to be like that somewhere um people have really forgotten that the that there's something magical magical i think personally there's these forgotten roots of marketing, sales, and business that um, is kind of why it's so empty. If you think about it, it just doesn't make sense. It, it seems very unnatural that something so essential could be missing this whole other facet of human life. It, it's almost like trying to just function with one half of your brain. It's like you, you need your whole brain to function. And I think that, honestly, that's the same, it's the same way for marketing, sales, and business. Yeah, and, and the problem is that a lot of us grew up or have gotten this dreadful impression of business and sales because it has this just very slimy, pushy, competitive feeling. And um, that usually doesn't really align if you have like a very heartfelt passion or a mission that is like feeling this desire of why you're even creating what you're creating of why you're trying to pursue entrepreneurship or trying to sell these like services. It's a it's a bit like trying to put two these two elements together that just don't fit together. You know, being a creative in this old school way of business, it's like it's like a, a spice using a spice that just doesn't mesh with the rest of the flavors and it ends up ruining the entire dish. And yeah, and if you're a heartfelt creative artist or a healer or a life coach, somebody who's really trying to make a business with passion and heart and like really wanting to help others or just create something really meaningful to you and just 
have like this authenticity in your life and like in your work then this flavor of business is, is very likely that it's just not working well for you <laughs> at least I say that because it didn't work well for me um, it leaves kind of a nasty taste in your mouth or it's it's a bit draining when you try or you get this feeling of when you try to expand into this this authenticity you're creating then you have to try to force it to fit into this business plan or these business models or like make it work and for me I found that it can even cause you to put off this dream entirely it can cause you to put off devoting yourself to your craft and and making it into a full-time thing but there, there is really, really good news. You know, you re- you don't have to look at it that way. It's, it's that's not the only way that it is. This like, kind of empty deadness of business. It, it doesn't have to be the only experience. There's a very different way to approach it completely. And that's what I want to share with you with this podcast, and from here on out too with future episodes. You know, when um, sales, marketing, and business approaches are married with the ancient principles of storytelling and these ways that, you know, humans have been using to impact the minds of others, to, to linger in the hearts, and, and to uh, musing over the deep subconscious of human nature and understanding the complexity of the mind and our neurology, and also a bit of a fanciful explorations of the co- cosmic and spiritual principles that, uh, that they can actually energize and inspire not only your personal life, like your personal, emotional, spiritual life, but it can also be really important to your business approach and, and total harmony. And then when you combine all of these elements for a super creative and intuitive type of person, then business sales and marketing can become supercharged, super meaningful, and really, really quite fun. So that's all for today. Thanks for listening, and uh, I hope that you got something good out of this. Uh, Come back and join me for my next episode. Okay, bye-bye.